Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have details to share about the 14th Amendment trial that's going on in Colorado right now. This is the trial and case challenging Donald Trump's candidacy under the 14th Amendment of our Constitution because they say that he took part in and or aided in comfort and insurrection. So opening statements began this week on Monday. Uh, the plaintiff's attorney laid out four simple facts. Number one, Trump took an oath to support the Constitution. Two, the January 6th attack was an insurrection. Three, Trump engaged in that insurrection. And then four, Colorado election officials should bar ineligible candidates from the ballot. They then called two witnesses to testify that day, Democratic Congressman Eric Swalwell and also police officer Daniel Hodges. He was violently assaulted on January 6th, as most of you probably know. Swalwell apparently became emotional on the witness stand. He choked up at times, and this was as he was recounting his experiences on January 6th. Swalwell told the court, quote, we could hear the pounding on those doors and the shouting of the rioters outside. It was haunting. He also said that when he and the other members of Congress saw Trump's tweets that blamed his vice president, Mike Pence, for not overturning the election, quote, we interpreted it as a target had been painted on the Capitol. Officer Hodges also, as I said, testified, he was testifying in between uh, the prosecutor or the, excuse me, the plaintiff's attorneys playing graphic video clips from the attack at the Capitol. And he described how at one point there was a man who grabbed his face and tried to gouge his eyes out. And this is the officer you might remember. He was wedged between a door frame and someone who was crushing him into that door frame with a police riot shield. And he couldn't breathe. He was screaming in pain bleeding from his face after being beaten in the face. Um, and Officer Hodges said, quote, I can't remember all the different ways in which I was assaulted. So he was assaulted so many times by so many people that day, he can't even remember all of them. Officer Hodges also went on to tell the judge, quote, I was afraid. I was afraid for my life and for that of my colleagues. I was afraid for the people in the United States Capitol building. I was afraid for Congress, the vice president, and what these people would do to them and how it would affect our democracy. So the plaintiff's attorney also showed additional violent videos of the Capitol attack. They also played portions of Trump's speech that day at the ellipse in which he used the word fight 20 times. And on Tuesday, the second day of this trial, Capitol Police Officer Winston Pingen testified, and he said that he had spent hours in, quote, hand-to-hand -hand combat with Trump's mob. Officer Pingen also told the court that he was knocked down at one point and the mob stole his baton, and he said that he feared that they might also take his gun. The officer told the court that he now suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of January 6th, and he said that he left the police force nine months after the attack. So a sociology professor and extremism expert testified on Tuesday as well 
Peter Simi is his name. He's from Chapman University, and he told the court that Trump has a history of embracing far-right extremists, but he uses, quote, language with a wink and a nod to allow himself plausible deniability. But Simi said that the extremists interpret his comments as a, quote, call to violence. And he explained, quote, within far-right extremist culture, fighting is meant to be taken literally, especially within the context as it's laid out, that th these threats are imminent and that you're going to lose your country then fighting would be understood as requiring violent action. Simi also said, quote, far-right extremists really were galvanized by his candidacy starting in 2015, and a relationship really emerged between Donald Trump and far-right extremists, with far-right extremists really seeing him as speaking their language and really addressing many of their key grievances. The plaintiffs also called William Banks as a witness. He's a Syracuse University law professor and an expert in national security law. He testified that once the Capitol attack started, Donald Trump had not only a duty, but the authority to mobilize the National Guard and any other federal agencies to protect the building, to protect the people. Banks said, quote, he should respond to his constitutional responsibilities to protect the security of the United States when there's an assault on our dem democratic process. Trump's attorney, of course, tried to frame this whole lawsuit as a political stunt, as political persecution. And in response to the Trump videos about him calling for violence, they, he played a montage or a, a bunch of his attorneys played a montage of Democrats saying that they would fight or fight like hell. So, you know, they tried to both sides the issue. Of course, you know, they leave out that one small detail about how Democrats have never, would never call millions of supporters to DC to overturn an election. So there's that. <laughs> and it's worth noting one of Trump's attorneys, this guy, Scott Gessler, he is an election denier. He himself spread false claims of election fraud. So there you go. Like attracts like. All right. I will let you all know when I hear more on this. Uh, the trial is expected to end this week. So this will be it. We should have an answer after that. Uh, I think I mentioned before this judge said that she hopes to make a decision before Thanksgiving. So I will let you know. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like this video, share it, become a subscriber, become a donor if you can. Love you all. Take care. Talk with you soon.